You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Before we get into today's episode, we have two housekeeping notes. So one, our newsletter will be will be because we're recording this ahead of time and I will be preparing the newsletter. We are forcing the issue <laughs> it here, It will be coming out today. Um, so be sure that you are signed up to receive it. We'll be doing quarterly newsletters this year and those include content that's not on the podcast. So you Where don't can they sign it. up? Oh, on our website. Friend. Okay. Great point. A little, there's a Great little point, box, Erica. Right? Mm-hmm. Girlnextdoorpodcast.com. I also might have needed a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Where's our newsletter live again? <laughs> um, and the second note, we have picked our winter book club book, and that is How to Stop Time by Matt Haig. Here is a quick description of the book just to entice you. How to Stop Time tells a love story across the ages and for the ages about a man lost in time, the woman who could save him, and the lifetimes it can take to learn how to live. It is a big-hearted, wildly original novel about losing and finding yourself, the inevitability of change, and how with enough time to learn, we just might find happiness. And the last part of the excerpt, perhaps the only thing that you actually need to know, Quote, soon to be a major motion picture starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Done. (laughs) I got so excited when I read that. (laughs) So that episode will air February 27th. So get a copy of the book and join us. Yeah. I feel like that's a good Valentine's Day read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I just, one of my favorite books of all time is The Time Traveler's Wife. Uh Uh-huh. So like love time travel. Reminiscent a little bit of that. It's very intriguing. <laughs> so our topic today is a peek behind the scene at both of our writing careers. Both of us have been writing for several years, both formally and informally, and have goals of growing our writing careers. So we'll chat about the nuts and bolts of what we're writing and what we hope to write and how we write, how we make time, how we hold ourselves accountable, and how we overcome the fear of the blank page. Mm. So let's get into this. Um, I was making the outline for this and I kind of was struck by inspiration by the who, what, when, where, why approach that journalists use love it which felt kind of appropriate so to kick it off who do you write for good question well I will say mostly me yeah it just um let's be honest I just love the written word in all Mm -hmm. its forms and have Mm -hmm. always felt connected to that so it's just something that comes natural to me Mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty good at it and it just is a way I kind of process life I think Mm -hmm. um I will say in terms of like an audience Mm -hmm. uh Obviously, my first book was for parents of school-age kids, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of write now um, with parents in mind often, okay. and that was really what like prompted me to write that book in the first place. Mm-hmm. It was like, if I could seriously sit down and just mm-hmm. have coffee with parents, mm-hmm. the things we don't have time to talk about, um, you know, that's what, that's what I would say, and so... Um, and then in the book I want to write, I think mm-hmm. I, I have parents in mind too and like prospective adoptive parents and mm-hmm. that being kind of the audience, um, but also my kids now mm-hmm. um, and like wanting to write our story down for them, if mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm. So think about it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I said first too for myself, mm-hmm. just like you, I just feel like I see and process the world in words yeah. and writing about it, whether for a public consumption or just for myself in my journal, it just helps me make sense of my experience. Mm -hmm. And it's something now that I've done for so long. I just don't think I can not do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then in terms of audience of who I write for, and right now, you know, I'm writing on um, my blog, I plan to write a book for working moms. Mm -hmm. And so certainly for my book, the audience is for moms who are working full-time, part-time, just lots of different circumstances, Mm -hmm. but working um, in some way. Um, And then I feel like otherwise on my blog, I, I guess what I kind of thought about is my audience, I think about people that are somehow similar to me, whether Mm -hmm. women, mothers, whether love goals or finances, love to read, et cetera. I mean, there's many different aspects. You write what you'd want to to read, right? Exactly. mm -hmm. And that's what I know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of what's most enjoyable. And that's where I have the maybe confidence of writing about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about what have you written and what are you writing now? Okay. So what I have written, I have had a blog since... 2009 mm-hmm. called com, mm-hmm. and I have not written there recently. If you go look, it's been <laughs> a minute. Um, but I started that originally uh, when we were starting to think about moving from Wisconsin mm. to Arizona and just mm. wanting to document that adventure. And then it turned into one adventure after another yeah. and into writing a lot about um, our adoption journey there, mm-hmm. just just kind of a place to process and have it all down. And I'm so glad I did. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I would have written more even, but then looking back, I did write quite a bit during mm-hmm. that time okay. for um, what I feel like at least captures what we were yeah. going through a little yeah. bit and kind of a good launching place now mm-hmm. for a book. So um so yeah, that I have a blog. I would like to be back to blogging, honestly. Oh, really? But Ooh. it's just one of those things where I feel like it's changed a lot for me and I need mm-hmm. to like, I want to move it to a different website yeah. and just have it be more right. about, more inclusive of like what my life looks like now, not necessarily the adventure, but just more mm-hmm. of a, an author mm-hmm. landing page gotcha. with a blog attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things, it's a domino effect and right. feels like I can't start until I, I know. have that all figured out, yeah. but probably not true just start. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, before we had the girls, um, I took a break from teaching to write cause I knew we wanted to start a family and I wanted to write a book before that happened mm-hmm. was my goal. Um, and so I wrote candid classroom, what parents want to know and teachers want to tell them that came out in August of 2014. And that is out of print currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go on Amazon, you can see it there, but it's not, mm-hmm. I think you could only buy it from like used, you know, sellers or whatever. Um, but yeah, really proud of that just Mm -hmm. to have written a book. I think sometimes, you know, looking back, I cringe at certain things or the way formatting was done on certain things, but man, to have done that means I can do it again. Yes. And like, that's a thing that people have on a bucket list that they never do. Exactly. And so it's just amazing that that's out there and that people have bought it at Mm -hmm. all. I mean, it didn't Mm -hmm. do great or by any means of, you know, traditional means, but it's a great book. Like well, I, you. I feel like I think of some stuff as Dash and Cedric kind of starting a new school and Dash was mm-hmm. really starting kindergarten. There were just, I did find it really helpful. Oh. It is definitely something to be proud of. Well, Not just you. the process. Like yeah. you wrote a freaking book, but right. it's a great book. Well, thank so. you. Thank you so much. I think it's one of those things that like you, that every author probably feels like their first book is yes. like to do it, right. you know, right. and I'm proud of it for, for yes. certain reasons, but like definitely just always uh-huh. think about what I've learned since then and yeah. what, what better I could do. But, yeah. um, I also feel like honestly, uh, 
I do a lot of content creation mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily yeah. traditional writing, but I know it does feel weird on, to like, call it writing, yeah. but there is a lot of writing like yeah. on our outline and mm-hmm. thinking about how to deliver that content. It and I really think like in the modern, if, if you're a writer this day and age, there is a lot of that you're mm-hmm. writing in a lot of different ways and then, mm-hmm. um, on social media and Instagram, you're mm-hmm. storytelling at least. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I think I do really kind of mini blogging on Instagram mm-hmm. now, I would say. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, how, how it's moved and then maybe kind of moving back now into more traditional mm-hmm. blogging or mm-hmm. finding ways to kind of marry those two. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I do feel like I write, but not, I'm not formally sitting down writing every day mm-hmm. at the moment or haven't kept up with the blog, but there's mm-hmm. still a lot of like content creation that yeah. I'm doing. So, yeah. um, and then what I am just starting on now is to write down our adoption story mm-hmm. and kind of tell our story through the lens of just kind of, um, how I think how it's going to come about is kind of how adoption just shifted everything for mm-hmm. me and like becoming a parent the way we did, especially mm-hmm. um, shifted my idea of some pretty foundational concepts like faith and family and mm-hmm. marriage and um, just what I learned through that, but then telling our story in that. So, yeah. and you're wanting to turn on. that into a book. Yes. Yes. Okay. And get a formal book contract and proposal done and all of that. Okay. So proposal done first. That's right. Nobody's going to give me a contract. About <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. So what I have written, I, I started writing, I don't know if you did this too, just in writing in personal journals. Oh, like totally. A journaler. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember starting that in the fifth grade mm-hmm. and And this was just, I feel like a really important big part of my life. I would get a school year journal Mm -hmm. and then I would have a summer journal. Like that's just kind of how, you know, life was divided up. Uh And I mean, I would journal, I mean, daily. Yeah. Usually it was just a really, that was how I was processing, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that experience. I would decorate them. Which is so healthy, right? Like if your kids love to write, man, encourage that because such a healthy yeah. way to process the really world. really is my parents still have most of those journals mm-hmm. at their house mm-hmm. but this is it's kind of a weird thing and this is a tangent but I have very little desire to reread them like yeah. for me I don't really like rereading my journals like it's to process I have a hard time rewriting my writing period yeah. rereading my writing period yeah it's yeah. just it was for that time mm-hmm. and then I processed it and then I moved on I don't mm-hmm. really like to go back and look and I I cringe at thinking of like my children or grandchildren yeah. reading them <laughs> but so. they would probably love them at oh, some point oh god I don't know it'll have to be something like goes into a vault like 30 years after yeah. I die or something you know like <laughs> presidential papers I don't want to be haunting or anything exactly when you exactly it's embarrassing um so anyway that's like the first thing that I like really wrote consistently then more recently um I started my personal blog, Rising Shining, uh, New Year's Day of 2011, Mm -hmm. and there, I'm still writing there, um, and my first post was sharing goals, surprise, surprise. (laughs) Start (laughs) in the way you intend to finish. I sure did. (laughs) Um, General life updates, personal finance stuff, motherhood, once that became part of my Mm -hmm. life. Um, so, and I'm still publishing there. Uh, most recently the job that I quit, I was a science writer, um, for six years at Arizona state university. I wrote about research and would write articles that were published on kind of our online research magazine. So Mm -hmm. I'd write that I would do, um, kind of scientific reports, um, maybe not quite reports, but, um, technical reports on things and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm really proud of two personal essays that I had published in a literary food Mm -hmm. journal called Mm -hmm. Remedy Quarterly um, that I had submitted and got accepted. And I think those are the 
those are the only two times that it's been published like outside of my job yeah that and that was for my own personal writing and so those are just really important to me and I'm really proud of what I Mm -hmm. wrote and they're just together with these really beautiful they had a photographer take photos to go with them I'm Mm -hmm. just really proud of both Mm -hmm. of those um in terms of what I'm writing now I actually have returned to personal journaling I kind of took a long break I think Mm -hmm. blogging was kind of that for a while and I've started journaling again not every day but maybe every few weeks or something. And you're doing that with pen and paper? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a moleskin. I just keep it in Mm -hmm. my bedside like table. It just feels really good. I'm still publishing on my blog. I'm aiming to do that weekly this year. I'm trying to like get into a better Mm -hmm. rhythm there. And then my big, big project that I'm working on this year is a book proposal, like writing a book proposal. And that'll be for a nonfiction book that will be for working mothers. Um, What I really want my book to address is the range of emotions of being a working mother, Mm -hmm. but then also include some approaches for like time management and logistics. I hope to kind of, so I feel like I've read books that kind of seem to be one or the other, and I am hoping I can kind of do both. I feel like you are the perfect person to do both. I have a lot of thoughts on both, so I hope I can do that. And I feel like some people just work in one of those spheres Mm -hmm. better than Mm -hmm. others, but you are a good combination of that in your life in general, like Mm. being very reflective of Mm -hmm. the emotional side of things, but then like super practical too. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I hope so. Thank you. So I, my goal is to finish that by May before the boys are out of school. And then I also want to try to go the traditional route. And Mm -hmm. so for nonfiction books, like for both of us, you write a proposal, mm-hmm. then you try to find an agent, and then that agent will try to sell your proposal, yeah, sell your proposal to a publisher. Mm-hmm. So that is, yeah, the journey we are hoping to go on together. <laughs> Buckle up, listeners. Yeah. Okay, so when and where do you write? Okay, currently, like literally on Instagram. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. But I will say, when I wrote my first book, I. Um, ended up at the dining room table Mm. a lot, this very dining room table that we're sitting at. It feels like it's special to me. And it was similar in that our dining room always like faced the front of the house. I could kind of watch traffic go by. And now I really love the view out of our front Uh window. Like Uh we have the grassy green area and the white picket fence. And um, so I'm thinking that I will probably do that again for like my butt in the chair writing time. Because my office too is like, my Senegin's business right mm-hmm. now, I feel like it would be very easy to kind of start do other things. That. Yeah. Where I could just bring my laptop mm-hmm. and a notebook and you know, you have need. this be like, and not much else happens in this room. I mean, right. we definitely have meals out here sometimes or when we have people over, but it's, it feels mm-hmm. like a, um, what's the word? Clutter free, mm. like visually clean space mm-hmm. where it I is. can just focus. And yeah. so nice light, nice yeah. natural light. So I really, it's kind of my goal to get this room finished too, in terms of like curtains and art gotcha. on the wall. And so it just feels like, so uh, I won't be looking around at things like, right. I need, need to, to do that. that. Need to do that. Yeah. So I, I think this will probably be my spot again, honestly. Okay. And it's just nice to be able to like look out the window while you're yeah. thinking. Yeah. Um, a window is really important to have when you're yeah, writing, I think. Yeah. And just like a dedicated space where I wouldn't sit here for really many other reasons. Mm-hmm. It feels like a good thing. I also, um, I don't know if this is part of where, but I also need a writing candle and I oh, might still I use my same one. I do love that you have that tradition. The volcano. Is it the I think that's right. Capri volcano one? Mm-hmm. There's just this certain smell. It's oh it smells so good. But I would only allow myself to light it when I was writing. I like, really love that. Not on social media, not doing yep. other administrative yep. tasks, but literally writing. And yep. it just helped with that like muscle memory. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I also am thinking 
because we were doing this episode, it forced me to really think about mm-hmm. my schedule a little mm-hmm. bit. So I'm thinking yeah. to follow in your footsteps that Monday morning is a okay. great way to like, this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like so many administrative things can take over Monday morning yes. that you didn't get done. Yep. But really it can wait. Like mm-hmm. the week is just getting started and mm-hmm. you need to make your first thing first. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Monday mornings and then Wednesdays that are short days for us mm-hmm. anyways with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hard day to run errands and stuff because yeah. it's a short day. Um, I I don't tend to get a lot done for like Senegens anyways. It's just not a great time of the mm-hmm. week for that. So I'm thinking that Monday mornings and then Wednesdays are okay. writing days. Okay. And then um, Monday afternoons I can do Senegens. Mm-hmm. Tuesday I would like to set aside for podcasts because we usually record yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Podcasts in the morning, Senegens in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday, I am scheduling a block, a half day block for meal planning and grocery shopping. Oh, nice. Thursdays are still my favorite day to go to the grocery store. I don't know why Mm -hmm. it just, Mm -hmm. it's not crowded for the weekend yet, but I'm set for the weekend Mm -hmm. if I go. Um, so I'm thinking like Thursday morning after Mm -hmm. school drop off Mm -hmm. just go right away and then come home and work on Senegent stuff and then leave Friday as a catch-all. Nice. So I can do extra writing. If I didn't do it, I have to do it first thing. Like if I didn't use my Monday morning. It has to happen Friday. That's a good trigger. Like if you yeah. need to do it, it comes first thing. Yeah. Try to try to keep Friday kind of open and flexible though too for like a three-day weekend or if Jeremiah sure. is home, right. you know, for happy hour early or something. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's cutting into mm-hmm. my like sacred time. Yeah. And by Fridays, sometimes you just need to like watch an episode of Housewives, yep. you know? <laughs> by you, I mean me. <laughs> uh, and I've also going to use things like that as a reward like nice. if you did all your monday morning writing uh-huh. and got your word count yep. and whatever your goal yep. was for that yeah. you may have lunch and watch housewives i love it and then get to work on that is stuff. so powerful to me it really I, is it's like super dumb it really like it is. seems super so like silly but mm-hmm. it really i just feel like it really works and to me there's something really good about it like being a completely different part of yeah. my brain that i'm using or yeah, not yeah. using right let's be real <laughs> But like, it's so, so different from, it's the same reason why like trashy TV was so great when I was a new mom, because it just felt so adult and like irresponsible and like, (laughs) this is nothing. I'm concerned about their nutrition and their bedtime and everything. But now I can just be like total, completely mindless. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Thinking about doing that. Okay. I really, really like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for me, I am aiming for a three plus hour chunk of writing on Mm -hmm. my book proposal. First thing, Mondays. Mm -hmm. I have it in my Google calendar, 8.30 a.m. We can keep each other accountable. Yes. I think actually we need to do that. Mm -hmm. Get it there. Where is your butt right now? Um, cause yeah, same thing for me, things just pile up through the week. It does seem like Sundays, we really try to get the house clean, organized, laundry done. So it does feel like Monday more Mondays for me is kind of a lull. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, should be able to sit. For, yes, yeah. exactly. There's nothing like pressing that mm-hmm. I need to get. So, um, that's my aim. Um, Otherwise, I've been fitting in writing time kind of sporadically. I think that's something that I need to improve because Mm -hmm. I think I do need more than just that chunk of time. Mm -hmm. I think clearly if I want to get a book proposal Mm -hmm. done. So I'm trying to look at my calendar and see when I'm going to be able to consistently put that in. I mean, it is just tough. I have um, three days with childcare Mm -hmm. right now. Um, And then, yeah, just with errands, appointments, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I mean... 
I don't know. It's just weird how one week, two errands or even like a planned phone call with Mm -hmm. a friend can kind of end up taking up a whole Mm -hmm. day. It doesn't feel like it should, but it can. So I am just trying to be really just guarding my time even better this semester and planning things ahead of time. Um, And then sometimes, and I probably need to do this a little bit more, doing a a weekend work session. Yeah. And I will say I love an early morning, like Sunday early morning at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. That's just for an early bird. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is just, it feels to me like extra time. Yeah. At 5 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. No one else is up doing stuff. Right. I can get like two or three hours of writing in. And usually I write really well for my blog there. I don't think that's like a good book proposal. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Uh, like place Mm -hmm. for me. So anyway, but I do, I do love that. I write best at home Mm -hmm. and I have an office that we, I totally transformed. It was the junk Mm -hmm. room. It is becoming like my dream office. It is so beautiful. I have a beautiful standing desk. It faces a window. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have my laptop there and yeah, I just work really, really well there. Mm -hmm. The beautiful light beautiful setup. So yeah, that's, that's the best place. Or if I like need to take a break, I will go sit at my dining room table Mm -hmm. and it's like the same thing. Our dining room table, a window, you gotta have a window. You do. You do. Cause you can just zone out a little bit, but like Mm -hmm. you need to get your eyes off of a screen. Yeah. And it's like that farther horizon. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about the natural light and Mm -hmm. just maybe seeing some green or at least some blue of the sky. Sometimes we don't have green here, but we at least have blue sky. So there's that. Um, okay. How do you write? Okay. So this, this will be a similar book process to my other one in that it was nonfiction and just like not heavily research, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's mostly the tone of the book is my own experience Mm -hmm. and even more so in this book than my last one, like, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of just like storytelling. Mm -hmm. So, um, but an outline really helps. Mm -hmm. I am going, I got the same book that you have been working through the The art of the book proposal. proposal. So I got the hard copy of that, bought it to have, and I'm going to work through that to Mm -hmm. start with. And that will obviously walk me through an outline and brainstorming ideas and title and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then once that initial work is done, um, I'm assuming I'll do the same thing is we, you figure out like a word count for the whole Mm -hmm. book. And that's kind of based on like, your outline, Mm -hmm. um, how much you have to say, what kind of the average length book is for that, you know, what kind of a good target. And that's easy enough to like just Google even. Um, And then work backwards from there. Okay. So if you want to have a book proposal done by May, you have your word count for your rough draft figured out. And then you you give yourself deadlines, bigger Mm -hmm. deadlines, maybe, you know, monthly or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then literally break it down to each writing session, this is how many words that means mm-hmm. that I'm going to have to write. And that does a couple things. It's kind of daunting, number one, mm-hmm. at first. But what it actually does is like demystifies it. Like, yes. no, if I keep, and and I remember thinking this as I was getting towards the end of my book, like, mm-hmm. holy crap, I have almost a full book here. And that yeah. happened a couple hours at a time, forcing myself mm-hmm. to write those 500 words a day wow. or whatever it was. Because I yeah. think it did work out to be, if I would have stuck to it completely, which uh-huh. life happens and you're not right. going to, right. so it'll end up like yeah. adding up. But if I would have stuck to it completely, it was 500 words a day. Oh, that's not bad at all. Which is a blog post. Yeah. 
you know, like not and a so, super long blog post. Yeah. So thinking about it that way really demystifies it, mm-hmm. but it also keeps you on track because you see how quickly missing two, three days right. all of a sudden adds right. words to every single right. other day. You're like, suddenly that's a feature length article yes. and I don't want to write that exactly. in a day. <laughs> but it all, what it also does too is just, is it focuses on one goal at a time. You are yeah. not editing during this time. Right. Like just you're not even starting to edit. You are literally getting words on a page. Mm-hmm. And if you have the outline, you can work on different chunks at a time yeah. too. Yeah. Um, for Get me, it'll probably be a little harder to do that because it's telling a chronological yeah. story. So right. it'll be less of that than I did on the first book maybe, but just really, yeah, breaking it down to like numbers, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. feels counterintuitive as a creative writer. Right you know, a free spirit person, but it really is how it gets done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then turning off distractions, like set my phone to do not disturb. Yeah. I even do that now if I really have to work on mm-hmm. stuff for sentences, just like, nope, yeah. this is, I'm spending this time doing that. Yeah. Um, Wi-Fi off. Oh, nice. On my computer. So I can't Bold. go over to Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then if I'm really having a hard time with like the three hour chunk, first of all, you can't write for more than like four hours at a time. Yeah. You just can't. Right. You're, you can do other writing type tasks. Right. But your brain will. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what most writers will tell you. You're doing a lot of like deep work and thinking mm-hmm. and it's going to be garbage yeah. after that. And I'm trying to work up to that. I think right now I can get like two and a half, right. three is pushing it. But right now when I have that writing time, it is butt in chair. I don't care if you are just staring out at the window, mm-hmm. you are going to like physically mm-hmm. train yourself to yeah. sit here with your yeah. computer. But I will say too, what I did when that was too hard uh-huh. is that, okay, at least there's like something like, there's like some article I read with mm-hmm. research about this, but 20 minutes mm-hmm. is like, everybody can do 20 minutes. Okay. And that's when your attention starts to wane. So if you set a timer for 20 Mm -hmm. minutes, you can always go beyond that. Right. But 20 minutes with a five minute break. Gotcha. And then back to 20 minutes, like that 20 and five. If you have to do those two hours or three hours, just like that, broken up like that, then, and I did that my last book and it definitely helped Okay. where it was like, okay, at least I know I'm going to be able to go get a snack. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to go to the bathroom, but you literally are not going to the bathroom for at least 20 minutes. Isn't it so funny? Here's something that we both want to do. Yes. And we have to like chain ourselves. Yeah. You really, do. it's such a weird It is a very strange thing. thing. And I, but I think it's the difference between people who get it done and don't is like to it just acknowledge exactly that is. you're going to have to like fight through some it exactly days. Is. And there's some days where I would sit and do three hours. Yeah. Like it was nothing. And just it was so in the mood. Yeah. But if you wait till you're in the mood, it's never happening. Right. Yeah. Never happening. Yeah. So that's how I plan to do it. Okay. I think I'm going to adopt some of these tactics. I mean, you're further along than me. So this is, I have trouble just getting started is the thing. I don't know though. It I feel mean, it, so daunting, but when you start I, to I'm break maybe it a down. little bit farther ahead, but I, I think I'm, I'm kind of like my initial excitement and momentum. Mm-hmm. It is like getting into the butt in chair, the 20 minutes, then a five minutes. So these are like tactics that That's I really thing. need, need to do. And I think that another part of how is that accountability? I literally mm-hmm. would not have gotten my last book done without you, without you saying like, Aww. okay, what are you getting done today? Yeah. And being like, shit, <laughs> Kelsey's going to know. So I would like, I would say I have to yeah. message you when I have 500 yeah. words done, or I have to send you the rough draft of this chapter. Uh-huh. And you would just, just knowing that you were going to get it, I would uh-huh. even say to you, you don't have to read it right now. Yeah. Just, I just, I need to send it to just you. Message me at the end of the day and be like, where's that chapter? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it just helped so much. It wasn't even the feedback. I mean, the feedback was super helpful too, but it was just like the fact that I knew. Yes. Because it's such an isolating process. Uh-huh. And so if, and then now with you working on your own too, it's yeah. going to be super helpful. Yeah. We need to get some accountability checks. Yeah, I, sure. I need that too. 
Yeah, I really do. It's good because yeah, you would even use it for like, okay, I have this report yeah, at, at work. At work. And it's just something. Yeah. Just, I need, I don't want to do it. It's yeah. boring science it just, writing it on this article. Just enough motivation yeah. to, to muddle through mm-hmm. it. So for me, I feel exactly the same way. I am completely seeing the more planning I invest ahead of time, mm-hmm. even if it feels like overkill, yeah. the way more productive I yeah. am. Um, I've seen this with my blogging. When I use a blog editorial calendar, mm-hmm. I don't, find if if I just set out ideas that I have like blog posts that I want to get out I do not end up having more actual time in the week or time to write but then I know where I'm going so Mm -hmm. then when I do have a little chunk of time I can get right to work or I feel excited about Mm it Um, and so I'm trying to really do the same thing with the book proposal I created a writing calendar that I had um, shared with you. I need to revisit it just in light of a new semester. Mm -hmm. I had planned it through the year, but I kind of need to reevaluate where I am. You need to send it to me too, because I need to go off of yours as a model. (laughs) I remember really (laughs) liking it, but then I didn't sit down and do my own. I I will do that. So basically what I did, um, I went down, I wrote out every writing day that I will have. I put the specific date and then I cross-checked out with the calendar because there are some Mondays that the boys have off, spring break, all these things. And then I gave myself, here is your specific task. Like just this draft chapter. There's other parts of the proposal where you have to research certain things or kind of write your resume. So Mm -hmm. I just put all those in really specifically. That way, then when it's time to get to work, I know exactly what I should be doing. Because you will spin your wheels for the first hour otherwise. Like, oh, totally. oh, I don't know what to do. What's the yeah. most important thing to do? Exactly. I don't feel exactly. like doing that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I need to do that. And I think then what's going to come next is these like butt in chair mm-hmm. tactics. Mm-hmm. And that for me, I will say in terms of how I write, I do not feel that I'm a fast writer. Or I guess mm-hmm. I don't even know you what's, were saying that what's even with your job. average. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like on a blog post, I feel like I can't just churn out a blog post and turn it back around. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I just need to work through it or anyway, but I feel like that's something that I maybe get a little frustrated at myself, but then I can't let that be an excuse either. Right. You know? Right. And just maybe adjust accordingly, like word count or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it will just be interesting. I've never worked on a project so big before. Mm -hmm. So I think too, it's part of that that's very uncomfortable where I don't know. Mm -hmm. And maybe as I practice more, maybe it turns out I can be much faster, Mm -hmm. you know, so that will just kind of be interesting. Um, Okay. Why do you write? Well, we talked a little bit about this, I guess, and Mm -hmm. who do you write for, but it just definitely helps me process. And I have noticed... um, just just in even writing more on Instagram or whatever about our adoption journey and mm-hmm. stuff, how much I was able to process mm. and like how much I've missed that mm-hmm. uh, just with life and, mm-hmm. and not making it a priority. So mm-hmm. really just a huge help in terms of just like my mental health and emotional yeah. health, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and, the, and again, like that's happened. And it's funny because I feel like it sets for people who are really writers. I feel like that sets in it like puberty. Like mm. when you really start to have all the feels, right? Oh like, yeah, that's when it. my journals were just filling yes. up. <laughs> yes. Just like that. It's always like that fourth, fifth grade, sixth yes. grade. And so you really, I mean, you can kind of point to that as like, yeah, mm-hmm. that is obviously something that I yeah. turned to instinctively to right. help me process yeah, things. That's interesting. Um, and then just like a huge, that's my creativity. Like that's mm-hmm. my, I mean, I create with words, people create mm-hmm. with pictures or with, mm-hmm. you know, in paint. And mm-hmm. I just, I feel so much satisfaction out of like a well-crafted sentence or yeah. paragraph. Like just, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's so much, um, 
such a cool thing to take a concept in life and be able to put it in words where people go, Oh, me too. Or I never thought of it that way or just, and even for myself, like Mm -hmm. to stand back and read really good writing or, or to feel proud of something that I've written just, it's just so satisfying and beautiful, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to document, Mm -hmm. like that is my form of memory keeping. Mm -hmm. I'm not great about documenting with my photos (laughs) as you have all, (laughs) as you have all heard about. Um, But yeah, I really am so happy to have some things written about our adoption journey, Mm -hmm. about our move out here. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime that I started to kind of write that out, just to, you can't, you can remember events, but you can't always go back and capture the feelings mm-hmm. around that. And mm-hmm. um, it's really cool to have that written down and be able to put yourself there, back there so specifically. Yeah. And obviously for specifically this book that I want to write now, it's such a huge, um, huge thing to have it written down in such detail, like mm-hmm. how the process came about and how our family formed mm-hmm. and what we were feeling about it and yeah. just a gift to give my kids and ourselves mm-hmm. really at one time. Jeremiah keeps talking about how excited he is for me to write it because he's like, I don't remember things the way mm. you do. And I had completely forgotten yeah. that. Like, I'm so excited for you to write wow. all this down. So oh, that's really neat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Well, I think just really similarly when I was thinking about this, um, kind of like I said, it is just, it's how I process my experience of living in this, like sounds so big and grand, but just like my experience of living on this earth of being a human. Mm -hmm. But just when I step back, that just does feel really true. Like it is just Mm -hmm. kind of part of my existence and my processing. Um, And then I think probably ultimately all writers must feel this in a way and it sounds egotistical, but I feel like I have something to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I have just gotten so much in enlightenment, um, enjoyment of beauty, uh, help, support, encouragement, entertainment of reading what Mm -hmm. other people have Mm -hmm. written. And so part of it too is contributing to that and wanting to be like, that's how you can contribute. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And there is something like you said, when someone has that me too moment, if I can capture an experience, if I can write about something in a way that someone can relate to, but they've never thought about it exactly in that Mm -hmm. way or open up a new perspective or understanding. I mean, that is just, that is just a wonderful part. I mean, to go grand, like of the human experience, I think. So anyway, if I can do that at all, I guess I just see uh, like in a best case scenario, if something that how I see something or understanding, if I can share that in a way that could benefit or in some small way, enhance someone's life, Mm -hmm. that is that just feels so good to mm-hmm. me. That feels like putting more good into the world. Right. While at the same time, I, I feel like I get that benefit of processing that right. for me too. Right. So yeah. All right. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. I have one more question that okay. I forgot to, okay. or maybe I thought of later. Um, I, I bet maybe you'll be able to come up with the answer, but can you remember when you started calling yourself a writer? Mm. Um, I think that, quitting my teaching job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember a definite shift because teacher mm-hmm. is such like a community helper title, right? Yeah. Like it's like firefighter, policeman, right. teacher, nurse. That's right. Everyone knows exactly what a teacher mm-hmm. does. Everyone goes, Oh, good for you. Like exactly. it was such a huge part of my identity and how, who I always wanted to be. And then mm-hmm. in the background, I always wanted to be a writer. Mm. So it was like, I was giving up for a while 
mm-hmm. this huge part of who I was and like a, a very easily identifiable, mm-hmm. you know, occupation for something so much more ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So I do remember it being like a huge shift. But when I and I did some things to make myself feel legit, oh, like yeah. I went to a blogging conference mm-hmm. right away that first summer after mm-hmm. I quit my teaching job and I um you know, then I had my like arrangement to, for my guided Mm self-publishing program. And it was like, okay, I, someone is helping me publish this. Mm -hmm. I am a writer, but Mm -hmm. I remember really, um, really kind of having a hard time with that or Mm -hmm. thinking like, but then also being really proud of it. Like Mm -hmm. when people are like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm at first it was, I'm a teacher, Mm -hmm. but I'm taking a break to write a book right now. Right. Or, you know, and now that it's been longer that I haven't taught, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, I'm a writer. I used to be a teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, I do this, you know, these other yeah. things that you do. But yeah, I, I do feel comfortable now saying that mm-hmm. even though I'm not currently, you know, haven't for the last couple of years been mm-hmm. writing anything. But mm-hmm. the fact that I have a book out there mm-hmm. feels like, okay, that's legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, who could argue with that? Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And I do feel like when that was in my hand, yeah. I mean, I just cried giant oh. tears because it's like this, it like, yeah there is a physical, tangible yes. thing that I wrote yes. in the world. So, yes. yeah. Oh, that's really special. Yeah. Um, mine's kind of interesting because I was being paid like to be a professional yeah. writer yeah. for several like, it years. It was literally your job description. Yeah. yeah, but still at the same time, there was a distinction for me between, okay, I'm being paid professionally and I'm a writer, but there was all, all of this other, my own writing. Mm-hmm. And I think I felt started feeling more comfortable describing like myself as a writer, maybe just even in my head. Cause I could say, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a science writer. Right. But just the way I to thought, feel like one. Yeah. The way mm-hmm. I thought of myself, maybe it was when, um, I got my first essay published in remedy quarterly. Mm-hmm. There is just something, the publishing of yeah. your writing. It's that's just, just such a validation. Validating. Like nothing, exactly. like some other careers don't necessarily have that, mm-hmm. but it's a very like mm-hmm. someone thought enough about what yes. I did yes. to put it in paper. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like kind of around then. And then I think too, maybe just being kind of in the blogging world and a lot of people talking about, um, yeah, just how you see yourself mm-hmm. and and taking that seriously and giving yourself more credit. I think I just kind of arrived at, you know, what I want to do is write. And while what I mostly do is write on a personal blog that Mm -hmm. isn't that a lot of people aren't reading, Mm -hmm. I can still call myself a writer and I'm just going to own that and feel confident about it. So yeah, kind of interesting. I, I definitely think, I definitely think that when I have written my first Mm -hmm. book, that will feel really yeah. good. I will be a you feel writer. Like you, you feel like with... you can forever call yourself that afterwards, even oh, if you're yeah. not currently working on a project. So it's yeah. like, well, I wrote a book, blah, blah. Because yeah. the next question is always mm-hmm. either what are you working on or mm-hmm. what have you written? Right. And so it's exactly. like just, just out of small talk. And so now it's like, I need to something say. to say. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to obsessions. What are you obsessed with lately? Okay. This is the worst day to talk about this obsession oh, no. because they're at their worst <laughs> because I get them redone tomorrow. But I have long nails right now. Yeah, you do. You normally have short nails. Yeah. They're not like talons, but they're like the, Mm -hmm. I call them my Cardi B nails because I feel, so these are Christmas nails. So they are as outgrown as they get right now. They are getting redone tomorrow. I know very little about nails. Are these your real nails or these acrylic? 
They're not acrylic. Oh, this they're is actually gel. No, it's not my my real nails under there still. Oh, I but see. But they're a gel. They okay. like build it up with gel. Actually, oh, so there's nothing glued to my nail. Interesting. They put like a little sticker underneath, and then I they see. build up the gel to where you want it, and they Whoa. file it to the right shape, and then do a regular like What's gel that manicure called? over. I think it's called gel enhancements. Okay. Enhancements. She told me, but I'm I I literally was like, okay, I think I'm ready to try like the almond shaped long nail gotcha. trend. Yeah. Because <laughs> I haven't had long nails in forever, yeah. and. I used to like them longer, like teenage years, whatever. Uh Um, And I did get acrylics maybe a couple of times, like in college or whatever. But Uh like when the square French manicure was really in longer. Um, But I feel like now is kind of a time where anything goes for nails, Mm -hmm. like kind of anything is Mm -hmm. in. And so this girl was really good. Uh, A couple other friends had gone to her for Uh like just a regular gel manicure. I'm like, okay, I feel like she's the one, not just a random nail salon, but like she's the one. Mm -hmm. So I was so funny because it was like a, I'm like, what is even in, what do you do? Tips? What do you do? And so she was explaining and I was like, such a nerd the whole time. Like, oh my gosh, you just (laughs) put that right. Like just such a nerd nerding out the whole time. But I love them so much. I just like tap on every, it's like 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 having the long nails. I really do. It took a little getting used to but I think I want to keep them up for a little bit. Okay, They're really like look gross right now. No, but, I notice. And it is just a really different look. I haven't seen you uh, with long nails, but it looks fancy. It and, does feel and very fancy. you have fancy. all these different, uh, it's very Christmassy. You have yeah, one that Christmas looks like Eve. a sweater. Yeah, almost. she did that all That's, freehand. <gasps> really? Like she is no joke. That's amazing. So I'm going to get them done something January-ish. Ooh, nice. But nothing like... These are, I don't even like as themey of nail. I like them mm-hmm. to match more things, but yeah. I wanted some Christmas nails. Yeah. So... I went for it. I'm loving it for now. Awesome. It's just fun. It's like when you're a kid. Did mm-hmm. you ever do this when you were a kid or is this just me? Because I've been obsessed with nails for a real yeah, long time. Yeah, I'm thinking I probably didn't Did do this. Did you ever put paper clips on your fingertips? No. Like open them up. No. And just put them on your so fingertips. So you could act like you were so having. They, it was I like see. they were fake nails. I understand nails. what like, you mean. Like that is how I felt when I had them on. Like oh I was gosh. like a big poser. But I'm really loving them. Awesome. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Okay. Well, kind of related to our topic, I am loving my office slash writing studio Mm -hmm. as I sometimes like to refer Mm -hmm. to it. It is just becoming the writing studio of my dreams. Um, I did a lot of organizing in there Mm -hmm. and plus during Christmas season, it was the door was locked and that was where gifts were. Oh, okay. So it was just filled with stuff. And, and you I got to reclaim it now. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I got to reclaim it. And then over the Christmas holidays, we just did like another sweep through the house, like decluttering, mm-hmm. organizing. I went through that office closet, like I talked about on the last episode and just made even better use of the space in there, got more stuff out of the room like Chris's amp lived in the office. It's just this big hulking thing. And we found room for that in another closet. And let's see, I already had my desk and then just like some, I put some artwork up on the walls that I've had for a long time. I just was like having this, you know, fest of hanging artwork on Mm -hmm. the walls. Like I was hammering stuff in like Mm -hmm. all day yesterday and it is just coming together It's like such great timing for like fresh new year. I'm just like, it is like a place where I can go. It feels serene and, but energizing. And it's like, this is where I'm going to write this book proposal. It is just nice when a place is like set apart. Yes. Because I feel like it's just so many places in our lives Mm -hmm. serve so many functions. Mm -hmm. Like it's just nice to have a place like this is where I do this. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel so, so fortunate because we don't have a really huge house that I have uh, this room with a door. It gets, gets such mm-hmm. nice light. And I just, it's 
completely designed by me. Like yeah. every other room is functioning also for right. just the family, like with the boys, with more input from Chris. And mm -hmm. I just feel like this is a room, it serves one purpose and one person. Mm -hmm. And it is very satisfying. Mm -hmm. And it totally. is just like getting there, like exactly how I want it to look. Yeah, because so. once you get married, you don't have that as much really. Because yeah. it's like your bedroom is not even just yours. Like right. it was when you were a kid or yeah. in college. And, and Chris and... has design opinions yeah, too, you totally. know, which is <laughs> great. But it means that <laughs> but I can't. Not so much when I want my exactly. own space. Yeah. Exactly. No, so anyway, nice I am that. just loving that. I'm feeling energized. So I hope that all of this, the beautiful space will just carry me right through that <laughs> book go. proposal, right? I'd be like, are you sitting in your beautiful space or standing <laughs> at least at your standing desk? Is your butt at your standing yeah. desk? <laughs> um, okay. I have some neighborhood news I want to okay. share with you. I am slightly concerned that uh -oh. I might be the naked neighbor. <gasps> Uh-oh. Okay. Are you ugly naked guy? Are you ugly naked gal from Brett's? <laughs> You're not ugly. I don't know. You can't be ugly naked. I don't know. Here is the conundrum. It's actually kind of related to my office. I just noticed that suddenly this year, okay, here, like here's kind of the situation. I'll be like getting ready in our bedroom and then realize maybe there's something uh, like I need something out of the laundry. Yeah. And so I'll be going, we're still like pretty naked household or like, I'll just be wearing my underwear and bra. Yeah. Like this is fine to walk around yeah. the house, but we do try to stay back in the bedrooms and not go out into like the great yeah. room where there's lots of windows <laughs> right. and whatnot. So right. we try to stay back there. But so I'd be on my way from our bedroom, just a short hallway down to the laundry room. And suddenly <laughs> I would realize like I would, and my office is right next to there, right. that the door would be open, the windows open. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, you know, like <laughs> here I am standing right. naked. And I've never like... Can, like seen anyone like right there like like right eye like, contact oh with anyone <laughs> that is there anything worse than unsolicited naked eye contact I think not oh my gosh I think not <laughs> surprise naked eye contact yeah but I think so I, like this had happened a few times and it was just like why is this all of a sudden happening like I don't remember this ever happening yeah. before yeah so I think what has happened first of all I set up that room it used to be the junk room and the door was always closed right right so then now the door is open more because it's a beautiful space yeah I have the like the blinds up yeah and then I Let think the also in. the person who used to live there, like maybe they would always be keeping their shutters closed. So I right. even had like the extra stop gap. Right. I think all of those things are now gone <laughs> and there is the potential for me to be seen <laughs> nakedly dashing from my room to the laundry room. Nakedly dashing. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, I have, I don't think I've become the naked neighbor yet, but I do feel like the potential there's a is lot there. of potential. The potential is there. I even know what you feel, but I feel much more exposed now that we're on a busy street uh -huh. and like Jeremiah will be up and dressed, but uh -huh. you know, before he even really comes down here, uh -huh. um, he, and then he opens up everything gotcha. Well, I'm in like, not quite there yet, varying states of dress, right? right. right? Like like braless right. to a point of <laughs> obscenity let's be real and we have girls so it's like well you're here's your yeah, future exactly, friends this exactly. is what you you know whatever yeah. but I'm like I'll be right here and like <laughs> making breakfast or whatever and it's just like direct here's some like bike commuters yes exactly and I'm past. just like I mean I know they can't see anything but it just you just feel very you feel exposed. exposed yeah exactly so anyway, that's something I'm trying to remember to like close the office door or something or like that if I need to do that, I should actually be dressed. Row, row, but like, yeah. And like those neighbors, 
they're like right there. Yeah. Like they are not far yeah. away. No. And when you're home, like a lot of the day by yourself, it's right. like, well, I mean, I just do whatever. Right. You kind of forget. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like too, our, our bedroom upstairs uh-huh. faces the street Yeah, and there's a balcony with like doors and windows. Uh-huh. And then, um, it goes like straight through to uh-huh. our, like if you were at those doors, it goes straight through all the way back to our shower right. and there's another window. Yeah. Well, I have noticed before, like if everything's open up there, uh-huh. You can really see like all the way straight gotcha. through back to the, gotcha. you know, but it feels like you can't because right. it's daytime, but and you like can see the so silhouettes at least. <laughs> the silhouettes. So, and I Even give off better. a definite silhouette. <laughs> so it's just like, well, someone walking by probably could tell that I was naked. Gotta be, gotta be a little yeah. careful. Yeah. That is a, a risk of living in the suburbs. <laughs> Uh, all right well good luck with that let's yeah, both let's, let's both take better let's caution take, let's take caution <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening everyone keep up with us in between shows on instagram we are high girls next door you can also find us on facebook the show notes with links for things we mentioned are on our website girlnextdoorpodcast.com and you can email us at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com thanks so much for dropping in until next time be neighborly And let me ask, um, so are you going to have like word counts or what, how are you going to know what to work on? Or is that like, I will tell you that in the, how do you write section? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I will save my question then friend.